A few days ago, I had a friend ask me how I would describe in words where I have been emotionally, spiritually, and physiologically over the past uh, over the past few months uh, with these various challenges that I have been dealing with on the physical level. I do also want to say that it is, for me at least, I can't say that this is the case for everyone, but I know for me that there really is no separate physical, that anything that affects me in the physical also will affect me in what's referred to as the, you know, the physical body, but also the mental body and, uh, and also the spirit, uh, not that I want to get you know overly metaphysical about all this at this moment, but what I wanted to share is that it is all really, for me, it all has been and is completely interrelated. And I, and I took a moment and I started to think about how to answer that question. And then I realized that I was thinking about it. And so I just was able to relax into... Uh, being aware that I was trying to think of an answer and nothing was coming to me uh, as a result of thinking. And when I finally got quiet and let go of the need to even find an answer, I found myself saying without even thinking that where I have found myself, and I know this is not unique, I know I'm certainly not the only one, but the best way I would describe where I have been uh, on all planes of consciousness or at all levels of consciousness has been mindfully coping, sometimes not, and I do put that in parentheses, uh, sometimes not, somewhere in between hope and hopelessness. And there are times where I have felt quite hopeful, sometimes very hopeful. Sometimes it, I, I freely admit that I have felt extremely hopeless that I have been thinking of thoughts. And that's, that's the other thing I wanted to say is that I don't feel these things. I know I say this because it's just a habit uh, of, of, of saying that I'm feeling certain things because that's how you know I spent decades of my life describing it that way. But at a deeper level, what I was really doing was I was thinking thoughts of being hopeless. And I was also thinking thoughts of being hopeful. And as strange as that may sound, these are both polarities and they're both extremes that I can get really wrapped up in wanting to be the person who's very hopeful and I can begin to start trying to talk myself into being hopeful and even more than that or even further than that, I can begin to believe that that is really how I should be. I can begin to develop beliefs about I really do need to be hopeful, I really do need to be positive. And uh, those are just beliefs. And I really can honestly say I don't know uh, if I always do need to be hopeful. I realize that, you know, clearly for other people's sake, I think that uh, at least the conversations I've had over the years that, and I know for, for myself that it's uh, sometimes uncomfortable and challenging to be around a person who is hopeless. And I'm sure when I am that way, if I'm really buying into my identity of being, if I'm busy being the person that's hopeless, then I probably am giving off a certain energy. I probably, it probably does feel a certain way to be around me. And that is something that I want to be cognizant, cognizant of. I don't want to get wrapped up in believing that being hopeful is better than being hopeless. Uh, on a certain level, it doesn't even matter whether one is better than the other, whether one state of mind is any better than the other one. 
because at some point that's just a subjective judgment. And where I really want to be is the easiest place that I can be, but it's also the hardest place to be because sometimes there is a tendency to be in a certain place emotionally and not want to be in that place and have to have reasons for not wanting to be there and to have resistance to it. And that is, but that's ultimately where I want to be somewhere in between hope, being hopeful and being hopeless. I want to be however I, it's not even wanting and I take that back. It's just that I'm, it's having an openness to, because then again, I realize if I get caught in wanting to be somewhere in between hopeful and hopelessness to being hopeful and being hopeless, then that's just a, a desire that's coming up. And then I'm, I've decided that that's where I need to be. And so every, with everything that happens that I can't control, I'm constantly trying to steer myself in a certain direction. And I'm trying to talk myself into, or even in some cases, force myself to be a certain way, because I think that's where I need to be. But the sweet spot, I guess I would refer to it as, are those moments when I can just be however I am. If I am having, uh, you know, in that particular moment, physical challenges and dealing with symptoms of the physical conditions that I have. And sometimes they present themselves not only as discomfort, they also present themselves as limitations, physical limitations. And I realize that there's a temptation to get really caught up in, I can be the person who has physical limitations, who can't do this, who can't do that, who wants to do this, to do this, but can't, or it's not safe for me to do it, or it's not a good idea for me to do it. But where I really am open to being is not really uh, judging, uh, you know, how I am in any given moment. Not trying to even, uh, the, you know, the, the what feels what feels the most natural to me is to be in it wherever I am emotionally and spiritually, uh, mindfully coping with however I am with whatever is going on, and it's much much more challenging and difficult. And I say that with a smile on my face. Because I know that that is ultimately the practice. And that, at least for me, that has been where the work is. And uh, it is both active work and it's also work that just happens on its own as a result of practicing mindfulness and practicing paying attention to my mind. That if I'm in the habit of paying attention and being aware of what's going on in my mind, then I can realize, oh, it's just me thinking again. It's just me making judgments again. It's just me trying to come up with a story or a narrative again to wherever I am. Uh, what I wanted to say, too, and what I wanted to share, and this is something that really allowed me to uh, more deeply appreciate uh being wherever I am amidst or between these two polarities of being hopeful and being hopeless that one of my martial arts masters this week spoke of the, uh, uh, the wisdom that if I am hopeful, then he reminded me that I can be hopeful and I can be really caught up in that. But he wanted me to remember that even in the midst of being hopeful, hopelessness also exists. And that's exactly the way that he said it. He wanted me to remember that in the midst of being very, very hopeful, that hopelessness still exists. That other polarity is still there. And it's really the same for any polarity at all. 
uh, when we create any kind of, uh, of duality in terms of how we are. Uh, that the, you know, the one thing exists, but so does the other. And then on a certain level, if at a higher level of consciousness, there are no polarities and it really is all just one experience. There, there is both hopefulness and hopelessness. It is all basically one thing. And I can just be in it without needing to determine whether I am hopeful or hopeless. It, on, on some level, I just am. And if I, if I could put it into words, that is probably the closest way that I could approximate uh, where I want to be in, in the flow of whatever is actually happening. And I thought that was beautiful that he reminded me that, you know, when I, even when I'm happy, sadness exists. And then he went on to just use example after example after example. He was speaking about how if I'm successful, that failure also exists at the same time and that all the, all of these things exist ultimately as one thing. And it's only when I get caught up in believing what I am thinking about how I am. So if I'm really busy, caught up or, you know, feeling like I'm a success, I want to remember that failure also exists at the same time. And I want to realize that at some point I may experience that and most likely and very well will experience that, not because I'm a failure, but just because in this human experience, both of these polarities exist at the same time. And on a certain level, as much as I try to be successful or I try to be hopeful or I try to be positive, uh, there's also the other side, the, po the, the other polarity, there's the negative. And although I don't really like to get caught up in using the phrases, you know, positive and negative, good or bad, uh, or good and evil, however, I realize on some level, these are just words. Uh, at a deeper level, what's really going on is that I am just experiencing whatever it feels like in any given moment. And that the less that I try to, to describe or define where I am or what I feel like in any given moment, the more I can just actually feel whatever I feel uh, without the need to get wrapped up in thinking about it or analyzing it and coming up with words to describe it and needing to convey it to other people when I can just simply rest in wherever I find myself, whatever it feels like. And that for me has been the most powerful discovery of this week. And it has allowed me, because of even this week, uh, there were many times where I was, uh, it felt like I was closer to one polarity than the other. It sometimes felt like I was closer to, and not that I was trying to get caught up in having thoughts or analyzing, you know, am I more hopeless than hopeful or, you know, vice versa? Am I trying to, determine, you know, how, how to, you know, quantify that or how to measure that. But when I can simply just be in any given moment, uh, the one thing that has allowed me to do that, because I didn't come into this life inherently being able to be in any given moment and be in the flow of whatever is, uh, and to be able to love whatever is and to be able to love where I find myself, uh, no matter how it feels, the, only, the one thing that has enabled me to do that, and I know this will be no surprise whatsoever, but I feel compelled to speak these words, that it has been practicing mindfulness. And then what that practicing mindfulness and paying attention to my mind and being aware of the thoughts that I'm having have allowed me to be able to more mindfully cope. 
And I can only mindfully cope when I'm willing to allow myself to practice mindfulness to continue to, instead of looking outward and uh, getting focused on what is going on out there, it is a the mindfulness practice for me has been a way of going more deeply in here. It has been a way of realizing that if I want stability, if I want stability of mind and I want stability of body, and there again, I realize I can get really caught up in wanting that. Uh, so I'm not even really sure how to convey this in words, but if I know that I am the best person I can be for others and myself is are those times when I can actually be in touch with what is actually really going on with me. And the only way I can do that is to pay attention to my mind where the thoughts are happening, the internal reactions are happening, any resistance that I'm feeling to whatever I'm faced with or whatever I'm dealing with is all happening first in the, well, I can't even say it's happening first, but it's the place that I can pay attention to it and see where I am getting overly attached to it and identifying with it is in the mind. I can't say if maybe these things, you know, maybe it's very possible that these, whatever I'm feeling begins in the body and it's physiologically, there's this feedback loop between the body and the mind. And then the brain is, is habitually thinking about it. it on, on some level, it doesn't even matter which way it happens. I just want to be aware that the place that, the only place I can really pay attention to uh, to uh, to get a hold of or to get some sort of idea of what I'm doing to myself needlessly, this any suffering that I'm causing myself needlessly is happening with those thoughts that I'm having. And of course, there are numerous uh, practices that are available to us to relax our bodies, to get more in touch with what is going on with our bodies and all kinds of healing modalities for that. And those things have been tremendously helpful for me. And I've also found that they also have helped lessen the resistance that I feel to what is going on and that it makes it less likely for me to get really wrapped up in, in the thoughts that I'm having about any being in any particular situation. But where I really want to pull all this together is that there is this, uh, there is this place, there is this, uh, this vantage point that I've many times spoken of this headspace that is available that, you know, to be the witness to whatever it is that I'm thinking, to be a witness to whatever it is I'm believing about what I'm thinking, about what I'm feeling is somewhere in the midst of these polarities of life in between hopefulness and hopelessness, uh, in between happiness and sadness. Uh, and there's all kinds of these polarities that exist. Uh, rather than try to define them all, I just simply want to speak that it is only when I allow myself to be wherever I am without needing to really determine where I am and without needing to describe how I am other than I'm just here feeling whatever I'm feeling, whatever thoughts are occurring are occurring. They're not my thoughts just because I think them. If I can just remind myself of that, that just because the thoughts are happening in my in my brain, does not mean that I have to believe them. It doesn't mean that I have to take them seriously. Uh, doesn't mean that I, you know, I doesn't mean that denying them will help. And what I found is trying to deny them or trying to divert my attention from them never really worked. The only way I was ever able to get to a point where I could cope was to be able to cope mindfully, paying attention to these thoughts, 
without needing to make them stop in any way, without judging them and being able to cut myself some slack and allow myself to just be more fully human and to whatever the thoughts are, they are. And that I can just be here in the midst of both hopefulness and hopelessness. And I don't even really need to know, you know, I'm which one I am more than the other. Because on, on another level, I'm all of these things. They always exist all at the same time. And this practice has ultimately made it uh, possible for even someone like me who spent decades so completely paralyzed by the thoughts that I was having. I was so busy believing everything that I was thinking about, what I was feeling, that I could not cope mindfully. I could not deal with life, everyday life, as it was. The small challenges felt like they were insurmountable. And so ultimately I retreated and uh, I refused to allow myself to be vulnerable. And I tried to control all the variables in my life. And ultimately that was through retreating from life. And I, I was miserable because I knew that this really, I, even though I didn't know it rationally, I could sense it and feel it intuitively, that this was really not the way for me to thrive. This was really not the way for me to uh, make the most of this blessing that I had been given, this life and this opportunity to make a, a difference for others and to be a part of something bigger than myself. Thankfully, this practice came to me and... Uh, as, t as difficult as it was for many, many years, I just continued the practice. I just continued to come back to sitting here, sitting still, going and looking instead of getting focused on looking outward, looking more deeply inward and just paying attention and just being aware. And it has really been life-changing.